the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial or maybe new focus on wealth with Rob Black or the Rob Black Show, depending on how you want to cut it, slice it, dice it. It doesn't really matter. It's a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Through the week, I'm going to hit some hot new technologies that you can invest in. I'm going to hit some political agenda items that you can invest in. I'm going to talk about some retirement hints, tips, tricks, and much, much more. That's what I try to do on a regular basis on the show. Then I try to do a little bit of what's going on and why on a day-by-day basis on the market, because I think that's one of the areas where people have the most questions of, is this a roller coaster or is this capitalism? I have a topic today that I'm so excited for, but I'm going to get to that in just a minute. First and foremost, most Americans don't have a retirement plan. Even the ones who max out their 401ks, they don't really have a plan. I totally understand that. A, I'm working, it's part of my identity. Sometimes it's where you know you find love. Sometimes it's where you get identity. Maxing out your 401k is not enough. I max out my 401k. I've maxed out my 401k for holy mackerel. Probably 26 out of the last 30 years. That's that's good. I've got enough money to retire and live till the day I die. The meaning of retirement has been reshaped as people live longer, healthier lives. The meaning of retirement has changed as in 2022, everyone learned what inflation is. You need more because your dollar gets you less. I think 2022 is great in the sense that it woke people up to what inflation is, the real boogeyman out there. Building a nest egg is essential, but that alone isn't the same thing as mapping out what is your pursuit in your post-career decades. I hate the idea of a retirement coach, but I get it because so many of us put off as long as we can. As far as coming up with what does retirement look like and how do I fund it? How do I change my investments? New retirees often neglect, plan out some of the finer moments of their retirement career. Their social connections may dwindle suddenly. Those endless rounds of golf or hours spent babysitting the grandchildren turn out to be not as relaxing as envisioned. I feel bad. Uh, not all grandchildren turn out the way you want them to. Not all children turn out the way you want them to. And can you imagine being grandparents who are like so excited to see the grandkids and they hate you? And they may have a drug issue. And all you want to do is be a good grandparent in retirement. That was going to be a big thing for you. 
to figure out what retirement means to you, it's going to probably take a couple of years in retirement. 46% of those surveyed about retirement struggle to find their new purpose. 36% say they mentioned the difficulty in learning how. Um, they were going to unwind how they were going to organize their time. 27% reported feeling out of sync with a retired or unretired partner. I totally get that. My spouse and I have never been though. I, I like horror movies. I like, uh, if I have to read fiction, um, and I don't usually have to, when I have to read fiction, it's, it's, I'd like a good fantasy or fairy tale or fable. She has no interest. There's nothing in common. Right now, what we have in common is our kids. We could be seeing a great divorce. Coaches who help you in retirement typically charge $150 to $300 hourly. That almost seems like a scam, right? People spend more time planning a two-week vacation than a lifetime of retirement. My advice is take time to experiment. Think of your first year of retirement as a gap year. Use the time to explore new interests. Take courses and experiment with your schedule. I have an uncle who, until his health went down, he would go to a prison and talk to prisoners. Uh, it's interesting because at one point in time, it's pretty similar to when I moved to California 25 years ago. I used to go to Marin Humane and pet cats on a Friday. My Monday through Friday work schedule was heavy. Uh, the stress was heavy. So I'd start my weekend by petting cats for an hour, two hours. In retirement, I have an uncle who spent a couple of years getting to know prisoners who were on death row. Just talking to them, feeling that the death row is inhumane, or I don't know what his, his thoughts were. But then his health starts going down, and now he's mostly confined to a wheelchair. He can't go up and down steps in his house. He doesn't want to leave the house. His spouse doesn't really want to leave the area that they're in, Santa Cruz, because we've got Bridge Club and much, much more. But he's just like a dead weight to her now. He regularly falls. She can't lift him up. So they call the fire department to come lift him back up. That doesn't sound like a nice retirement to me. That sounds like a man who refused to get a, a one-level rancher and to prepare for his physical decline. That sounds like hell to his wife who has to deal with one of these days he's going to be dead and I'm not going to be able to get him back up. I don't know if I want to volunteer to you. I don't know if I want to see the grandchildren. We're going to talk about women and children and the financial impacts on a segment of the show because it's fascinating to me that some people are making choices not to have kids for financial reasons as well as so that they can live their life on the planet and see what they want to see when they want to see it and not have to take 18 to 22 years out of their lives to raise another little person that looks like them. What I find fulfilling in retirement or what I'll find fulfilling, I don't know. I know right now that I really enjoy getting up. I don't really enjoy getting up at four or five in the morning, but I enjoy the process of, of educating myself so that I can educate you on what's going on and why on Wall Street. So not only do you want to practice and experiment in the first year of retirement, you also want to set some boundaries. 
around your time with your employer if you're uh, going to work part-time. If your company is paying you to work two days a week, work two days a week. Um, I want to consider something like being a UPS driver or working at Home Depot or something that is so low pressure, low key. And it'll just get me standing up and walking, standing up and talking to people, standing up and being social, um, getting to know the families that come to the store. Or my other idea is to open an Airbnb. I don't know where I am yet. It doesn't have to be an Airbnb. It, it, that's what th- my thought was 20 years ago. Now it could be a um, you know, a bed and breakfast. I don't know. So I still haven't really figured that out and time is ticking. It's starting to get closer and closer to retirement. But one thing I don't want to do is work at, see if I worked like UPS or Amazon, if I was an Amazon driver, and they're like, we need you to deliver 60 packages a day. I'm like, if I can do it at a nice normal pace, not put children in cross rocks in danger, not uh, get lost and get stressed and get yelled at by a guy who's 25 years old, I'll do it. It has to be fulfilling to me. I can't be yelled at because someone needs a raise. I'm just going to help out society if I can. You get the idea. And the biggest thing that I have to do is fight boredom in retirement. I get bored on weekends right now if the local baseball team, if the local football team, if the local sports team isn't doing well, and I have nothing to watch in the evening. I don't like playing golf. There's some things I know that I don't like. I need to be aware of the risks. I need to you know, set up support. I need to be honest with myself about my health and when's it going to start to collapse and when am I going to start being a burden to my spouse? What is my ideal life? I have no clue. It is a big issue, is it not? Retirement planning means more than saving in your fortune. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. This is a segment that I'm strangely excited to talk about. And I'll tell you why. I've worked my entire career, probably since 18 years old, including college, including my first job, including what direction I wanted to take so as to not work for the man. One summer job, I worked for AT&T and I had a boss who was just a complete tool. Didn't like it. Didn't like taking direction. Didn't like taking criticism. Didn't like his negative feedback. If you're going to give feedback to people, don't just highlight the negative. That's just cruel. So I was like, ah, I got to go a different direction. And why? Because I've been working since 18 on my career and on education because I wanted to fall in love and, and be in love. It was a thought that was probably ingrained in me as a child. I wanted a wife. I wanted to take care of everyone. I wanted a kid that I could kind of fix the mistakes that my dad in. Uh, imbued on me. What, what mistake did he imbue on you? Negative criticism. He only, I wasn't ignored. I, I, I was, he paid attention to every mistake I made. And it's funny because I did a little family reunion this weekend and I'm wildly more successful than anyone else. And here I thought, you know, I'm going to failure here. I thought I'm, I'm not up to snuff here. I thought I don't have a lot of self value and I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and suddenly it, it all fell in place. Right. That's weird psychology. If I were to go back in time, I I would strongly suggest to myself, chill, man, chill. But look at this headline. Women who stay single and don't have kids are getting richer. 
there's a lot going on there. Don't have kids and staying single. Forgoing marriage and parenthood has a bigger payoff for American women than men. Interesting. First and foremost, I think, is it because they can become executives and we don't criticize women executives who are single without kids. We criticize women executives who are balancing their marriage and their children with their, I think, let's see where we're going to go with this. Bloomberg did a story and they interviewed Ashley Marrero, 43-year-old who feels a deep sense of satisfaction from her job as a sales representative for a maker of medical devices, which brings her into contact with patients. She relishes all of the lifestyle and financial freedoms that come with being single. Child-free woman in a well-paying job that includes an apartment in New York City, a new beach house on the Jersey Shore. Frequent travel for pleasure as well. Where are you at with this one? Every now and then I want to stop and ask you, how, how does this make you feel? Her quote to Bloomberg was, I love my life and feel very fulfilled. I love children and I love all my friends' children, but I don't know if I would love my life with children. So here's some statistics from 2019, the latest numbers that we have. Single men with children. Single women um, without children, with children. Pulling off motherhood or forgoing it entirely as a result. Many are advancing further in their careers than prior generations entering a new frontier of wealth. Single women without kids had an average of $65,000 in wealth in 2019 compared with 57000 for single child-free men. So the women are past the men when they get to focus on their career and being single. The women sacrifice their career when focusing on husbands and children. Parenthood was losing its appeal even before COVID-19. This is something you've heard talked about, whether it was naively by me saying social security is not going to last. It takes 10 people to pay for my social security when I retire. And for my kid, it's going to take 20 people to pay for his social security. We don't manage what we take in versus what we pay out very well as a nation. But parenthood was losing its appeal before COVID-19. I have, who was now an ex-employee, he was like, nope, don't ever want to get married. He's got a girlfriend. Um, I see them on Instagram having the times of their lives. Another employee was a female. Um, they don't want to get married. I see her and her boyfriend having the time of their lives on Instagram. Pew Research last year found that 44% of Americans age 18 to 49 who don't have kids say it's not too likely or not at all likely they'll procreate someday. That's an increase of seven percentage points from 2018. This is an alarming flash the bell on society because we do need taxpayers that are called babies today. In 20 years, we need that baby to start going to college, spending money growing up, spending money in college, spending money on their first apartment. Um, but there's going to be a lot fewer kids entering the workforce in 20 years. Because people are feeling more and more comfortable without working. Birth rates, you can go to census.gov and get this information, have been falling for the past 30 years as people get married later in life and put off having children. I did that. And I kind of wonder, you know, I told you 
if I could do it all again, would I do it the same way? But I didn't get married until my 30s. And then that marriage lasted under a year. So I got married again. Then I started ha- having kids and I'm a little later in life. I've got a brother who is a little bit older than me and he has a one-year-old. I'm like, okay, when she goes to prom, let's do the math here. You're going to be almost 70. You're not going to wait up for her. You're not going to see if her boyfriend treats her right. You're going to be sleeping. And I got a good chuckle out of him. But we're having kids later in life. Experts point to the rising cost of raising a family. It stinks. Um, see, and you know, math tutor is this amount of money. Um, supporting their habits, supporting their passions is a lot of money. Putting clothes, putting food. When a new school year starts up and everything's hectic and you're trying to figure out schedules and figuring out bedtimes and figuring out devices, uh, it's not fun. The expense in bringing up a child born in 2015 through 2000, uh, through age 17, born in 2015, running until age 17 will be about $310,000. That doesn't calculate in college. So $3,010 if you have a baby in 2015. So if you have a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old in that ballpark, you can look at them and say, you're going to cost me a lot of money. Several studies have demonstrated that working women are subject to motherhood penalties, either during pregnancy or after they give birth. What's that? Um, typically about 15% of annual income for each child they have. There's the consequence for your earnings of having kids. The whole purpose of women's movement is to maximize choices for women so that every choice is a viable one. Income should not be a thing that dictates her. That is totally okay to understand where it's coming from. So I think it's 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 an interesting kids and no or no kids, and I can tell you that society is trending to no kids and being single, no kids, and saying I'm going to date. I don't know what the long term effects are, but I'm starting to think about it, and I see it in people all around me. Now back to new focus on wealth on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I got an email that makes a lot of sense to talk about on air. I'm not giving away any of the personal details of the individual. There's no way this could be traced back to them. But it is kind of nice on occasion to use real world scenarios that that fit a lot of people. It's even, I don't know if you've seen in the constant evolution of Britney Spears, One of her sons doesn't like her. They're fighting over social media. He's saying she was an absent mom. She's saying that he's upset that when he turns 18, he's going to get financially cut off. She has since left the baby daddy and moved on and remarried and got back control of her career and her savings. And she wants her kids to be her kids and love her and not, I don't know all the details, right? But they're fighting over money and he's not even 18. That's surreal to me. I couldn't even imagine going back in my life and thinking, I'm going to be really, really mad at my dad when I turn 18. He cuts me off. Okay. So that's a good real life example of sometimes your kids don't turn out the way you want them to. 
if she had set up a regular account for them when they're six, seven years old, when she was in love, they might be inheriting millions and millions of dollars and they hate her. She hates them. That's why you don't save in your kid's name. Typically ever. Um, the only way I will do it is a 529 plan. I live in the state of California and I know a kid that was using marijuana. No big deal, right? One mom came up to me and said, every kid in high school uses marijuana. I'm like, well, I don't know about my kid. I don't know. You know, he's just, this was when he was like six years old. I'm like, you can't tell me that my kid's going to use marijuana in 10 years. Like, that's wrong. So I know a kid who did a little marijuana. It was laced with something. And he's now in a state of, uh, he's in a catatonic state. Basically a vegetable for laced marijuana. He could have gone and spent money at a state-run pharmacy and, and got something clean and pure. I don't know. So I don't even know how to talk about this stuff. But he- here comes the email. And that ties back to Britney Spears, right? We are in $7,000 a month, have $800,000 in retirement. We will get pensions, but we want to help our child buy a house. And my wife wants to retire at 55. Do we need professional help? And the answer is hell yes. Retiring at 55 is a something you should really think twice about. $800,000 in retirement savings isn't a lot. I don't know how much the pensions are. We'll get to that. So question was, should I stop contributing to my 403B to cover that additional expense of helping my kid buy a house? That's inside of it. Should you hire a financial planner? That's another question inside of it. They save 20% of their pre-tax income and a 403B contribution. They max out their Roth IRAs each year in which they have 28,000. They have $60,000 in an emergency fund and another $650,000 in a brokerage account. They own their own home and they have monthly expenses of around $500 taxes, insurance, law, and impulse service. No debt of any kind, but one car is 10 years old, and that may need to be replaced in the next couple of years. The wife who wants to retire when she's 55, her pension will be about $33,000 a year, about 48% of her current salary, where I instantly go, hmm, what will it be if you retire at 60? Because that's important. Knowing your options. The question is, should I plan to stop contributing to my 403B to cover the additional expense? Should we look at drawing from the brokerage account to make up for her diminished income? How much should we withdraw per year with the knowledge that we want to retain and maintain our current comfortable standard of living? We would also like to contribute a max of $50,000 to our child's first house when the time comes. Should we hire an advisor to help? There's a lot to unpack with those two. I believe in hiring a financial advisor. I recently sent a referral to a financial planner and he saw the fees involved. And yeah, it does cost money to hire an attorney. Yeah, it does cost money to go to the grocery store. Yes, it does cost money to hire a financial advisor. They are going to work their butts off of you if they're CFP, certified financial planners. And it's going to bring a lot to the table. Do you need it if you're poor? No. Do you need it if you're at 500,000 and 50 years old? No. But when you start hitting a million, two million, and you're five years from retirement, and you have questions like, 
I want to fund my kid's college. I want to fund my kid's grandkids college. I want to fund a house for my kid. First and foremost, I don't think the average person is, how shall we say, well-equipped to handle something as simple as I want to put $50,000 aside for my kid's future house and cancel doing my 403B in that process. That's a trade-off that's not that's a trade-off that has a lot of ramifications and a lot of ripple effects. So first and foremost, I would say we need to know exactly what you spend. It's the foundation to all questions. Should you stop contributing to your 403B to pay for your wife's healthcare expenses because she's going to lose that when she retires? That's going to be an extra expense. She retires at 55, which again... I'm starting in that ballpark and I kind of want a one more job after 55. Kind of a stopgap until I die. Um, how much do you have in emergency savings? In this case, 60,000. 60, 50, I'm sorry, six months of income set aside. You'd only need $42,000, which should be enough. So they have an extra $18,000 laying around there. This is all from a really, really simple email. You could see how a financial planner would dig into this and help. How prepared are you for a down market? How prepared are you for a two-year down market or a three-year down market? Typically, they won't last more than that. Usually, they won't last more than that. I've seen one period in my career of three down years. And if I was diversified, I wouldn't have seen three down years. Because I'm smart and a good stock picker, I didn't see three down years. The type of stocks that I like in 2000, 2001, 2002 were brutalized after making a ton of money in the 1990s on them. So first and foremost, when I see someone say, I want to stop contributing my 403B, which is a retirement nest egg, I'm like, first and foremost, no. I'd prefer you keep contributing to it. Now let's figure out how we get there. I think a financial advisor who has a credential of a CFP helps enormously in a scenario where you have one person ready to retire. They can help you with all your records. They can help you with all the data. They can help you look at something that says, if I stop my 403B, where will I be in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Whereas you may just be simply, I want to stop doing that funding A, retirement, so I can fund B, a house for my kid. My mother was deeply Southern. She died in 2021. And um, she would say things like, Robert, when you were a baby, you'd poop your diaper. I'm like, yes, mom, I've heard the story. She goes, if I didn't wipe that poo-poo off your bottom, your thing down there would have fallen off. I owe you nothing. I owe you no college. I've done you well. I gave you life and I cleaned up after you. I'm like, okay, that's totally fair. I knew when I was a teenager that my mom felt no responsibility to pay for my college. And that's great. It was very empowering. Of course she would have paid for college. Of course she would have helped finance it. Of course she would have signed a loan. But she was kind of being frank. This isn't my first wish. So in this email, 
a lot of data was left out. Like the wife who wants to retire at 55, is she contributing to a 401k or a 403b? I'm assuming that since she's getting a pension, it's a 403b. There may be better ways of helping your kid get into a home than giving them $50,000. Think about the financial behaviors you can help your child create. Lump sum gifts rarely contribute to improved habits. Other ways you can help facilitate healthy financial habits would be to set up a Roth IRA or match the amount that your kids can put down for a down payment. So not only are you helping them, but you're also teaching them how you did it. My dad really didn't have a financial plan. He died at age 58. My mother was Southern. Um, The next 25 years of her life were spent lonely and declining health slowly but surely, ultimately succumbing to COVID. Me and my brother David managed her finances and her investments um, to get my dad's pension and his life savings higher. I was able to contribute and consult from a distance with my brother because he was he's an attorney and I wanted to give him one minute proper respect of being the executor of the will. I never fought him. I always agreed with him. But I would say things like, if you put it in this type of market fund, you're going to get this type of returns. If you put it in that type of market fund with less risk, you're going to get this type of return. I gave the attorney my financial planning uh, advice, even though I am not a certified financial planner. I work with certified financial planners. But a simple email can catch and capture a lot of potential needs for people. It started with, we earn $7,000 a month. We have $798,000 in retirement. We're going to get pensions. We want to help a child buy a house. My wife wants to retire at 55. Do you need professional help? That turned in 15 minutes, and I've barely even scratched the surface of that thought. Please consider a financial planner as you get wealthier and closer to retirement. These are complicated decisions that are subtly nuanced. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. You don't have to know me for too long to know that I don't like Suze Orman. There's some people in financial media I like. There's some people I don't like. I don't find her advice works because she does it in a matter-of-fact way. And I don't think you can blanket coverage people like that. I think... 75% of her knowledge is right on. I think 25% of her knowledge is a little goofy. And that's a big difference. I don't like how in her career she's been caught misleading people. And I don't like, let me talk, well, like for instance, insurance. She highly recommends certain insurance products. And on her books and programs, she tells you to go get them and make her money. I don't like that. There's a conflict there. Is most of insurance costs I try to keep minimal. I don't, yeah, I don't pay a fat premium for anything. I don't have a premium with an insurance salesperson. I don't go to golf with anyone. All of my insurance is done at the cheapest possible rate legally that also gets me insured. I don't need whole life. I don't need variable life. Term life and invest the rest. I think you ask 100 CFPs whole life insurance, variable life insurance, or term life insurance and invest the rest. I would bet 95, 96 of them would say term life. 
And the others who say whole life, they'll be like, well, you're really rich. And they'll say, you want to give 10 million to Stanford. And all you have is 10 million, but you want your family to inherit 10 million. You can do like a whole life policy where you have Stanford buy your life insurance, giving it to their heirs, giving it to your heirs. And then you agree to give them $10 million in your assets when you die. Insurance can be used in this case in a financial engineering kind of way so that everyone is happy. So pushing into this content, let's talk about how much do you need? And Sue Orman has recently talked about emergency savings. And a lot of times when she talks, she annoys me because she kind of says things like, okay, girlfriend, you don't really need a Gucci purse until you have enough in your retirement fund. I'm like, okay, you're, you're like 70. Why are you using the term girlfriend? It just bothers me. She wears jackets and shirts that look like pants. She has a skin toner bronzer on that is worse than the orangeness that President Trump used in heavy use in 2016. He seems to have gotten better about it. But when you have someone, when you refer to your president as the orange guy telling you you're using too much makeup to make you look young, I feel she does the same thing. But anyway, now I'm digressing. I'm beating her up and I want to do that. An emergency fund is important to have but it's going to differ on how much you make and how much you spend and how tough your job is to replace your, your cash flow of income. You'll see some people say that you need between 12 and 18 months of living expensive set aside for an emergency fund. That goal would be to buy you time to go out and recover and to get the right job to replace it. Married couples still in their careers want between three to six months of savings, but likely closer to six if the income is lopsided. Wife makes more than the man. Who's got the job that's more at risk? If the dad is a husband is a school teacher, he probably has a job if he wants it. If she's an HR executive at a company that likely is to be acquired, she might lose her job. So how much you need really takes a little bit more questions other than saying, this is exactly what you need. You need to look at someone's mortgage. You need to look at the food, their utilities, their insurance, the healthcare, anything that would keep your family present and maintained in their current physical state. So how much you need is almost impossible to answer. But you can kind of give people the painting and say, well, it depends on your job and who makes more money. Um, do you need 12 months of expenses? Like Susie Orban says, no, I think that's too much. Now, again, it depends on if let's say you have a child in poor health or you have a very peculiar job. It would be tough to find one just like it. For instance, I do a lot of, um, I would say almost rainmaking for financial planning. I do a lot of the educational consumer side of the business. 
And that allows my company to do what they do in the background while I help people get to where they need to be in life for retirement not funds. I'm not a big fan of Susie Arman. She seems to come out of her cave every couple of years and pops up on PBS. I've seen some of the most offensive t- television that should be rated um, NC-17 with her. Uh, there's two people on PBS who pay to be on the air, but it looks like they're experts. It looks like PBS loves them so much, but no, no, they pay to come on PBS. PBS is not putting on anyone that doesn't bring funding with them. How do I know? I've worked for PBS. Do I, do they do it out of their good of their heart to put her on? Like she's so good for society. We're going to do this now. They do it because she brings sponsors with them, with her. Okay. 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 Let's move on and talk one more thing about retirement. 71.6 million men and women of the post-war baby boom generation have started hitting retirement age. So just how is retirement shaping up for that generation that went from Woodstock to Watergate to iPhones to Instagram? The median retirement savings of boomers totals $202,000, $202,000. That may sound like a respectable amount of cash, but that only produces $8,000 a year of income or $673 a month. That's not enough money. And these are your grandparents or these are your people in their 60s and 70s that you know. Be very cautious and know that you probably don't have enough saved and be open to talk about it with people that can help you. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 